Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Hockey Journey Podcast, episode number 55, Hockey Tryout Tips for Players and Parents, presented to you by OnlineHockeyTraining.com. I'm your host, Coach Lance Pitlick. If you're new here, please make sure you subscribe so you won't miss out on any future episodes. Before we crank up the heat, get our mental sweat on, and begin this conversation, if you want to learn more about me, my hockey experiences, what I know, and most importantly, how I've been helping hockey players get really good with a stick and puck, just head on over to OnlineHockeyTraining.com and gain instant access to my 10-part video series where I'll show you everything. Consider it my gift to you. Oh, I almost forgot. If you live in Minnesota or are visiting the state of hockey sometime soon and you want to schedule an in-person off-ice stick skills lesson, I'd love to have the opportunity to show you my little world. Go to SweetHockeyCoach.com, that's SweetHockeyCoach.com, and watch the video on the homepage for instructions. Thanks, and I look forward to working with you down the road. When we get into the month of September, that can only mean one thing. The start of the hockey season is here, or will be, beginning soon. What else does it mean? At least here in Minnesota, it means tryouts have begun, or will be soon. Descriptive words used to describe tryouts would be stressful, nerve-wracking, tense, and anxious. I have to admit, when I was a player, I was nervous as well for every tryout I ever had to go through. So if you're feeling this way, it's totally normal. But is there a way to reduce or eliminate all of those negative, non-productive thoughts? The answer is, absolutely. And shortly, I'm going to give you the five tips and secrets to guarantee you a much stronger showing during your next tryout. If you're a player that maybe is not as skilled or talented as a lot of the other players you'll be trying out against, I know with 100% certainty that what you're about to hear will help you in a big way, if you execute the plan. Everything I'm about to share with you is information or insights I've gathered the last 40 years from the perspective of a player, a coach, a parent of two boys, an off-ice skills instructor, a youth hockey committee member, program director, and yes, as a tryout evaluator for over a decade for some youth hockey association. When tryouts begin, your skill set is where it's at. There's no quick trick or hack to make you a better hockey player days before the evaluations begin. But what you can do is give yourself every opportunity to perform at your best through this grading process. We'll start with what all you players can do to optimize your tryout performance and then, before I wrap it up, I'll give the parents out there one simple strategy to make getting through tryouts a lot easier than they have been in the past. Players, get your listening caps on because these tips are for you. Parents, I'll give my suggestions to you after. With that being said, let's begin. Tip number one, preparation. Preparing for a solid tryout starts well before you hit the ice. The last thing you want to be doing 30 minutes before your first tryout is to be scrambling around the rink trying to find a forgotten elbow pad or glove. Get all your gear laid out and check to make sure you have it all. Replace worn out laces, tape your sticks, locate your mouth guard and neck guard if required, and any additional things you might need at the rink like a stone, scissors, or screwdriver. That's another thing. Tighten all the screws on your helmet as they always seem to loosen. Make sure your skates are sharpened and have a water bottle and snack handy in case you get hungry. This little bit of extra planning and getting to the rink early 
reduces stress levels, and puts you in a calmer state of mind where now all you have to do is focus on your on-ice execution. The last part of preparation is your food and water intake. Stay away from fried foods, have balanced meals that include protein, carbohydrates, and plenty of fruits and vegetables. And finally, always have a water bottle with you, taking frequent gulps every hour, all day, every day, except when you are sleeping. Speaking of sleep, one final point before we move on to tip number two. A good portion of tryout dates are in the evenings after a long day of school. The odds of you having some homework each night is pretty high, so your energy reserves will be low and depleted when you get home. Naps are a quick way to recharge the battery. I've found that a 30 to 60 minute power nap in the afternoon revitalizes my focus and energy stores in order to make one final positive push before the day is wrapped up. All I can say is that I've never met a nap I didn't like. Tip number two, understand the tryout process, get into the right bucket, evaluator's perspective day one, you only get one chance to make a good impression. The tryout process is a challenging one as it's difficult for youth hockey associations to organize enough qualified men and women to sign up to be a tryout evaluator. Evaluators do get paid in most cases, not much, but they do get paid and meals are provided. Most, if not all evaluators, coach in the association or neighboring associations. It's common practice for nearby hockey associations to exchange coaching members for the tryout process. Many parents have players that play, but rarely is a parent allowed to evaluate the level their kid plays at. So this means the odds of anyone knowing who you are is slim, so you have to find a way to get noticed. For larger associations, there may be up to 10 teams per level, so that's a lot of bodies that evaluators have to rank. Day one of tryouts, in most cases, the evaluator's objective is to get players into three buckets, top, bottom, and middle. It's pretty easy to separate the top 10 and bottom 10 players from the group. The remaining tryout dates determine who the remaining roster spots will go to on both groups at opposite ends of the spectrum. The rest of the players make up all the middle teams. The process is never perfect and is always scrutinized by association members but all I can tell you is that in all the years I've evaluated any level of tryouts, by the end of the process, players end up on the correct team. Sure, there's always a player or two that could easily play up on the higher level team, but in the end, players play their way on to the right team. Tip number three, don't be a drill buster. Pay attention. Nothing frustrates coaches more than when they explain a drill and the first player or group of players do it wrong. Pay attention to what the coach is saying. If you don't understand, ask for another explanation. Don't feel stupid for asking because you aren't the only one in the group who doesn't understand, but you'll be the only one brave enough to ask the question. It's as simple as this. Coach, could you please go over the drill one more time? I'm still a little fuzzy on a couple parts. Don't be afraid to ask for another explanation of drills. I love players who would have the courage to speak up in front of their peers. If you still don't get it, the best advice I can give you is get to the back of the line and start watching the players before you. Don't be a drill buster. That's not good. Tip number four, body language speaks loudly. The one guarantee in hockey is that you're going to make mistakes and things won't go your way. 
For many players, when they miss a shot or are off on a pass, they verbally voice their displeasure or physically assault the ice by banging their stick down violently, leaving the ice saying, what the heck did I do to deserve that? Just so you know, you don't get high rankings for that type of behavior. Other forms of expression of anger or frustration are slouched shoulders, pouting on the bench, or yelling at line mates, and they're all viewed as being negative, and you get enough negative marks next to your name, that means you don't make the team you want. A quick word from our sponsor, Sniper's Edge Hockey. Sniper's Edge Hockey is your one-stop shop for your at-home hockey training needs on and off the ice. Find the perfect start to your at-home training area with slick tiles, synthetic ice, or a rink liner. Or upgrade your home setup with one of our top quality training tools to help you work on soft hands, all of your deeks and dangles, perfect your one-timer, and improve the power and accuracy of your shot. Find it all online and in stock for immediate shipping at snipersedgehockey.com. And finally, tip number five, trade secrets. What I'm about to share with you are tryout trade secrets that have been passed down generation to generation. Not many players ever heard about these closely guarded secrets until their hockey career is over and it's too late. These remaining critical intangibles I offer to only the brave, as these secrets are saved for those of you who will do almost anything to make the team you've targeted. The best part of what I'm about to reveal to you is that you don't have to be ridiculously skilled to execute these final techniques. These finishing factors typically tip the scale one way or another when evaluators are making last-minute decisions to fill remaining roster spots. Implement these impactful strategies and the odds of you making the team you want increase dramatically. Secret number one, stand out from the crowd. Every association requires players to wear a numbered jersey or penny. This is the only way to differentiate players from one another for evaluators. But is that the only way to separate players? An easy way to stand out from the crowd is to wear two different colored socks or skate laces. I remember on several occasions during the tryout process talking about a player and not referencing him or her by their number, but rather by saying something like, I really like the kid with the two different colored socks. Remember, most evaluators don't know who you are, so think about ways you can stand out from the crowd. The last two secrets I'm going to share with you have to do with two separating factors for players that if executed enough during tryouts, they almost guarantee themselves a spot on the team they're shooting for. The first is forechecking and backchecking. You want to be as disruptive as possible out there. You have to be quick on pucks in order to force players to make decisions faster than they want or anticipate. This creates turnovers and hopefully scoring chances for you or your line mates. If you are on the defensive side of the puck, know what your assignment is and mark your target. Head on a swivel and make sure you're in between the player you're covering and the net you're protecting. This forces players to skate, pass, and shoot through you in order to gain access to the net. Also. Communication with your line mates is a simple way to bring clarity to what's going on wherever the puck is on the ice. If you really want to impress evaluators, this last secret is for you, blocking shots. You want to easily move up in the rankings? Start blocking shots. When the last couple of roster spots are discussed and who's in contention, evaluators typically have two to three players under consideration, otherwise known as comparable players. So let me make this really easy and simple for you to understand. There's one roster spot left, there's two players being considered. Both have equal ability, 
are similar size and are great kids both on and off the ice. The only difference, and I mean the only difference, that's how similar these two finalists are, is that one player is a puck magnet and blocks every shot that comes his or her way, and the other doesn't. Who do you think makes the team? So now you know how to improve your chances to make the team you want. If you're a point producer, go do your thing. But if that's something that doesn't come easy for you, then implement these tips and secrets and see if it's enough to get you noticed more often, and maybe it will be just enough where it's you earning the spot on the team you desire. Before I wrap up this segment, I haven't forgot about you parents. What advice can I give you to make the tryout process for your son or daughter and yourself a little less stressful? Back in the mid-2000s, there was a group of guys I put together that would go evaluate the whole association's tryout process, grading each player doing skills drills and in scrimmages. We were just up in the stands with clipboards and didn't have to do anything on the ice. After a couple years, word got out of what we were doing, and all of a sudden we had more youth hockey associations wanting us to come in that we could fulfill. What that did for us was give us the ability to pick and choose which association we'd work with looking after their tryout player grading. So we started making comparables of each of the associations soliciting our services. For one of them, we ended up choosing a smaller association based on the fact that it was the same pay but less hours because the numbers were much lower. The bonus of this pick we made was what we discovered the first day of tryouts there. Normally, when you enter a rink during tryouts, you can cut the tension with a knife as parents are watching impatiently, pacing back and forth in the stands in between their kids' turn and the occasional dad yelling, move your feet or shoot the puck. But as the sessions began, we quickly noticed that the rink was like a ghost town compared to what we've experienced in the past. Nobody was in the rink, except for the coaches, players, rink staff, and us evaluators. What we soon found out was that it was a closed tryout and parents couldn't attend. Never heard of that before, but it was brilliant. There was no outside interference when the players entered the rink. They got their gear on, went on the ice, did their thing, and went home. After a week, the teams were picked and life went back to normal. I tell you this story because as a hockey parent myself, we think we have to always be there for our kids so we are there at a moment's notice if they need help. When it comes to hockey tryouts, we can't help with the actual tryout process itself. But we can help our player prepare before each session to perform at their best. But parents, if you stress out over tryouts, please stay away from the rink. Your kid will be fine and so will you. Well, that concludes another episode of the Hockey Journey Podcast. I can't thank you enough for stopping by and listening. I hope you enjoyed this segment on hockey tryout tips for players and parents. My goal was that you found it useful, and maybe you'll try some of the suggestions. Also, if you think there's someone in your circle of family and friends that might like this episode as well, please share it with just one person. It will really help me in growing this hockey community. Thank you. Thank you. Again, I appreciate you being here. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, or submit a review. I hope to see you back here soon. And do me a favor, make someone close to you smile today. All the best, my friends.